the Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie or in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. I'm joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Manny to look back at an action-packed opening weekend of Club Hurling Championship in Cork. Um, terrific weekend, lads. Very, very entertaining. Let's start off with the major talking points. Dennis, you, you had a, a busy weekend. You were in the BlackRock against Glen Rovers. Yeah, it was um, an excellent performance for BlackRock. Um I'd probably have to revise those power rankings that I that I gave last week where I had uh, the Glen in the top three um, and BlackRock not because they may, maybe maybe we were looking too much into the league final um, where they performed poorly against Sars but their manager Jamie Harrington said afterwards on Friday night that against Sars they were kind of trying out a plan B as it were. It didn't work that night. They went back to what they had been doing well during the league and it, it really came off for them. They were, they were excellent all, all through the game. I was in there. I was in there Friday night. I was really impressed with, I suppose, the variety to Black Rocks playing that they could pick off points out the field. Very strong half back line, but then they're two midfielders, the uh, the O'Keefe Cousins scoring from out the field, and then did an inside forward line threat as well. Yeah, absolutely. Two four from Robbie Cotter, especially given that Adam Connolly only played five or six minutes towards the end. That'll be really encouraging for them. You know, we know what Michael O'Halloran and Tyke Easy can do. Like you say, the O'Keefe's I think got nine points between them. The Cormac brothers in the half back line. Um, the Cashmans, you know, everyone, everyone was good. But something that really stood out was the quality of their puckouts from Gavin Connolly. He was, he was like a, a quarterback, we'll say, just picking out guys on the run, you know, just putting it right into their hands and straight away they're on the attack. And for whatever reason, the you know, the Glen couldn't um, couldn't cope with it for much of the game. The Glen finished the first half well to level. Blackrock hadn't played most of the hurling, and then when the Glen went ahead at the start of the second half, you're thinking maybe they'd push on, but it was the only time they led. Blackrock came back. They won a penalty. Um, you know, some people might say it was soft. I think it was probably justified in being given. What would be very disappointing for the Glen then is that straight away Blackrock won a point from the next play. Puck out straight after that another one. So you've won 2-1 the board. Five-point lead. And that, that's a huge, um, huge margin when the game had been so close up to then. The Glen, you know, might complain straight after that then Patrick Horgan was going towards goal and there was a hurley thrown and that kind of could that have been a red card upset the move I think you don't see him given very often that's it in the rule book throwing a hurley as a yellow card which is something that probably needs to be looked at because if it was it would be cut out overnight I know you'd never throw it a hurley if it was a red card anyway no matter it, what yeah. maybe last and second to, to win a game or something no it's a cheap yellow and it, it's like the drag down was in Gaelic football before the, the black card came in it, it's a price guys are willing to pay I was watching it on the terrace. People were expecting a red card nearly because yeah, they, you know they were assuming, you know, yeah. it was a hurley thrown to stop Patrick Horgan basically go through for a goal chance. Yeah, you know, Colin McAllister's hands were tied. I, I would think um, by the rule because you know you think back to um, was it the twenty ten All Ireland final? John Tennyson threw a hurley across Lark Orbit. Um, same thing, just the yellow, and you know it, it it's 
it's a, it's something that's there to be taken advantage of, shall we say. Yeah, well, definitely, I suppose, when you're stopping a goal-scoring chance like, oh, I suppose it's highly highly dangerous. But look, regardless, you know, the, the, the Glenn then, I, I think Hoggy went for the goal, am I right, from that free, missed it, and then missed the 65, which is unusual for him yeah, afterwards. So yeah, tell. and Blackrock just kept, kept Ali on the telly, and Alan Connolly wasn't fit enough to start. They were able to bring him in, you know, <laughs> what a sub to bring on. Got a nice point, then his run created the second goal for Robbie Cotter. Um, and the game was over even before that, but, you know, in, in terms of putting a guy like him into that team, having played so well, they'll, they'll be... Delighted. And what I love about Alan Connolly is, and we've seen it with Cork, is he, he's only interested in goals, really, isn't he? I mean, he'll take his points. Like, that, that goal chance he created there for Robbie Cotter, he could have popped that over the bar. Coming back from injury, you know, the game was kind of at a phase where a point would have done fine, and instead he just went for it off the Yeah, and you love to see the ruthlessness like that from guys. And Cork Hurling isn't renowned for it. Yeah, so. you, you'd have to um, hope for as well for, for next year with Cork as well. And, and Barry, the other major talking point of the weekend, I suppose, was that, that Sires didn't win. They were another team that were in top three in our power, power rankings at the start, and, and nobody would have argued with it, I don't think. Yes, yeah, Sires were, were very uh, lucky to uh, leave for my with, with just a, a point really in the end, because... Um, it was it was a it was a tough game. Like Can Talk gave it everything, everything, yeah. and like you know, especially after a big win in the football the week before against Moy, you think there might be a little bit of tiredness there or, or whatever. Oh yeah, the but momentum uh, carrying. But absolutely not. They were they were they were they got stuck into Sows, and um, like Sows opened up a three point gap midway through the second half, and it it looked like you know they they would, they would kick on and, and 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 take the two points. But Paul Wal- Paul Walsh got a goal. A very good goal, and um, you know, it was kind of tit for tat then. And then Kentuck, you know, got their nose in front. And uh, was it three minutes into injury time, Daniel Carney sat over a long range point. And um, I think like there was still a minute or two left. Uh, you know, I think the referee played five minutes of injury time, and Kentuck created two chances. And uh, unfortunately for them, I suppose Colin Walsh and, and, and Lockon. McLaughlin uh, weren't able to, f- to, to find the target. And, and Daniel um, Kearney's old sparring partner at midfield, Lorcan McLaughlin, he's still top-class player for Cantor, isn't he? Yeah, he played very well. He played very well. I think he's 30, mid-30s now. Mid-30s, now. great player. 30, 30 mid-30s and a uh, great player, great engine on him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Cantor, I was talking to the, the, the manager and one or two players after the game and they were, they were a small bit disappointed, you know. And yeah, I suppose it was game. a great opportunity, to, uh, great to, opportunity to win the game. Like, it's still the group now, it's still finally poised. And uh, Sows, were, Sows were, were very disappointed. I was uh, very near the, the management team during the game and, you know, they just weren't happy. Just, you know, they were agitated on the line. They were Johnny Crowley there and, and, and the Rock, they weren't, they weren't pleased with, with, with the performance. Yeah, and I suppose after such a big league, league, league final win, they, you know, you would have said they'd have had all that right type of momentum coming into the championship and... Did they take Cantorca a small bit lately? I'm not sure. Like, look, I know the weather conditions were tough. Um, you know, there was a strong wind there, but it was the same for both teams. And it's just championship hurling. It was championship really, hurling. There was a few heavy showers, um, but it was championship hurling, and it just goes to show that league is league, and, and championship is championship. You know, it's it's but all after it's all in the day. After one round, lads, you're looking at you know next weekend the Glen are playing Middleton on a, on a Sunday afternoon down in Carrick Tool, and if they lose, they they you know will probably be out and Sars will be under serious pressure depending on how Newtown Cantork result goes but under serious pressure if they get beaten by the Bears on Friday night yeah definitely and it, it's what you want to see it's it, meaningful games it, it, it's tough maybe it, when you don't win the first match you must turn around six or seven days later play another one that's just the nature of it I suppose what, what Sars might, might be looking at is the fact last year the Bears began with a draw against Charleville and were being written off they came back well Friday night has all the the ingredients to be a classic now 
Um, it's you know, given that the, the bars won, they're the champions, they're the, they're the team to beat, um, and you know, stars need need a good result against them. So it, it'll it won't be absolute knockout, but it won't be far off it. And um, like you say, Glenn and Middleton then on, on Sunday, um, there there'll be an awful lot riding in that too. So it it, it just shows the um the the benefits of of having the, the twelve teams like that. You know, there, there there aren't any easy games. You might look at a team ranked fourth in their group and be writing them off, but it, it um you you have to produce it in every match, or or you will you will drop points. The only downside, Dennis, I suppose, is that it's a very t- tight turnaround in that because the way the season is set up, you have football first for a week, you have two weeks of of hurling, then you have a break next weekend with some divisional games or the following weekend before it goes back to football. Like you could be basically gone after eight or nine days. For, you know th- that is tough, isn't it? You oh, know? it is. It is very tough. Um, and y- you kind of wish there was a way around it, but every weekend is precious in Cork with the dual oh, players and the amount of clubs. I suppose that's it. The the fixture list is laid out from now until the middle or the end of October. There there's no wriggle room. Um, you know maybe there might be a case for going football hurling, football hurling. But o- other than that, um, I I, I don't see any other way around it unfortunately but I suppose for dual clubs may- maybe the advantage of just having your little block of hurling here is that you know with that divisional week in between they can then reset for the, I for I the football presume, again I presume that is the thinking behind it yeah um, but uh, like you say then for a, a single cold club who are hurling only who lose the first match yeah it's um, it's fairly fairly brutal and I suppose uh, like going down through the ranks lads obviously that's the premier senior but I mean there, there are another few few clubs that are, you know kind of maybe under pressure Barry you were at Napierce against Bright Rovers that was considered kind of a, a game between two of the leading contenders and Bright Rovers won by five or six points in the end against Napierce Dower night now I know you got wet and <laughs> down in, in Riverstone trying to cover the game yourself but but like Napierce could be pretty disappointed they didn't put up a kind of a match winning tally in that game yeah, I, I got soaked, Eamon. I got soaked down in... The <laughs> I got soaked down in Riverstone, but that's the, that's the joys of it. Um, Bright Rovers, yeah, they, you know, they won by by, by, by seven, in, you know, in, in the end. Um, and they'll be they'll be very happy with that. And um, like I know in the Pierce, they did a lot of ways, especially in the second half, but you could, you know, put that down to the weather conditions, the pressure of the Bright Rovers de- defenders Chocolate as well. Yeah. But they the Pierce they'll be disappointed. You know, they did a good league campaign, they finished mid table in, in you know, in division one, but they just uh, just never never really got going. And they'll be disappointed. Like, you know, Sean Og was was I know I wouldn't look over there when I was walking uh <laughs> walking across the pitch after the game and like I was fifteen like the game was over fifteen minutes and I was walking across the pitch and he was sitting in the pitch like, you know, talking to the selectors and you know, he was very disappointed. Yeah. You know, you could see in his in his body language. So um, you know, they just have to pick themselves up and, and go again. But it was great to see Evan Sheehan, um, Evan Sheehan, you know, come on in the in the second half. You know, he'd uh, so it was a long layoff there with, with you know, with injuries and, and so on. And, and Derek Connery was playing centre back for the first again. You'd Ross Sullivan playing wing forward for not one all Ireland with the Cork Twenties. But it isn't as loaded a Pearshig team as the, as the teams that would have been challenging for counties at the elite level there 15, 17 years ago. Sure, it's not. Yeah, they did just lacked maybe a cut edge up front. Really, Ross Sullivan, it wasn't his night. Um, he'll come again. Um, he's, he's, he's only eighteen. 
um, he's only 18 yeah so he'll come again and uh, they just maybe just lack that yeah, cut edge up front really to, to trouble Brian Rovers and for Brian Rovers I suppose the, the, you know their their marquee man knows is Brian Roach in that he's you know is their Cork senior obviously his twin brother Owen is there too Did, were they standout performers on the night they played well it was, it was a good team performance like Owen O'Connell sent a forward uh, got, a, got a few points he's a young player uh, William Finnegan was 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 um, quite accurate from freeze in you know difficult conditions, so they they'll be very happy uh, with, with that win really. And I was talking to their, their manager after the game, and he was he was, he was delighted and he was absolutely delighted. He claimed he was it was one of their biggest yeah. wins in the modern era. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he said that inside the dressing room after the game, with both of us were, were soaked, and he was uh, he was delighted, and he, you know he he really meant that. Like he said, it was the biggest win. And 20 years since they came up. Uh, I suppose it gives them a great race. chance to get out of the group now and, and, you know, they would be one of the contenders to win that county. And uh, Absolutely, yeah. And they're, play, they're playing Killer um, next. Um, big derby game. Big, 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 big uh, lo- local derby game uh, this weekend. So, and, and, you know, both teams are on two points. Both teams will be high in confidence going to that game. So that, that should be a cracker. I, th- I think the good thing about that grade this year is that there's no one team you kind of look out and say they're the clear favourites. The way... The last couple of years, you kind of have had Charleville, Cantork, <coughs> Father O'Neill's. It, Loaded with inter-county players, effectively, yeah, those squads. Like. It, r- right now, it, it's really, really hard to call, so it makes it all the more interesting. But <coughs> I think, like Barry said, the, the league results have been kind of shown up all right, to be a, a little bit misleading. Yeah, <laughs> big time. As, as you, unfortunately, know, with, with Ballincollig losing to Dungorny in the Premier Intermediate as well. And it's something Frank Flannery, the character manager, said when I was talking to him after their win over Mello. He said that it was kind of gone out the window in, in terms of, of of what had happened before. And it is just interesting to see like how, y- you know, you might be expecting one thing and then the opposite happens. Like in the, the top three teams that we had in the, the Premier Junior Power Rankings were Russell Rovers and Ballygarvin and Tracton. They'd all got the league final all of them lost in the opening round Amazing. of games. So it, it's y- you can't be putting too much store in the league, I suppose, when it, it does um, does come up so close to the championship. Different teams are getting different things from the league. And I suppose the huge factor with, 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 with the league is that Cork senior players are older, but also if the Cork 20s going around yeah. like they do this year, you won't have, to have those lads. You'll have a couple of guys will use maybe a window of opportunity around May, June, early July to, to get away and then come back in time yeah, for the championship. So exactly, yeah. Y- it's just not championship teams lining up in the league, even though the league was fantastic competition as a self-contained competition. We maybe will have to view it as a standalone That's type it, with the yeah, inter- yeah, inter-county just a, a scene. Testing ground, I suppose, for for teams to develop squads when their cock players are away and other guys being given chances. That was what um, Michal Cuhan and Middleton said after their win over Bishop Sound that they used it to kind of build a, a deep squad and you know they'd have been delighted with that um one notable thing from that game was Cormac Bossang playing midfield al- alongside Mikey Finn two of them were very good um huge win over it so yeah obviously they'll they'll probably um they'll be looking down the line to, to tougher tests but um it, it leaves them very well placed for the the Glen game next and Bossang feature for Cork obviously this year in the league yeah he did well He's been an excellent club player for a few years, though, hasn't he? He's, he's fast. Yeah, and he's the, got the good mid- size. You yeah, know, the midfield already suited him now. On uh, on Saturday, you know, he was able to to kind of pick up loose ball and just drive forward. And obviously, his long range shooting then is is very good. He got, I think, he got four in the space of seven or eight minutes in the second half. Like you know, it was just laser like. Um. So, uh, they um they 
they'll be happy, but you can't read too much into it. No, I suppose look, Bishopstown are, are avoiding relegation is at the end of the day is going to be their main aim. Yeah, for the last couple of years, and that's not disrespecting them. Yeah, and they they gave a good showing for a lot of it, and then third quarter, Middleton just really pushed on. Similar kind of thing then with Douglas against Aaron's own. Um, Robbie O'Flynn's absence is really yeah, hurting Aaron's own there. No yeah, right. and team the teams with greater scoring power will will push on. You know, we saw that with um, Douglas with Shane Kingston and Alan Cadigan. I think they got two fourteen between them. Um, so and when you're playing in Parkering, Dennis as well, I suppose it. it, it it's a good size pitch. The conditions are decent there. It's not like going to a country venue. Yeah. Going out the road, you know, you're, you're on familiar territory for the premier senior clubs who've played there a lot over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it, it probably, um, it definitely levels out that way um, that no one has a, a clear advantage in playing there. Everyone is, everyone is used to it. And, um, you know, the, the quality will, will, will tell in the end. And Shane Kingston, uh, another top class display as he as he always does for Douglas. But is, is he in contention for our, our player of the week slot, lads? If we look through the the, the, the players who stood out across the grade, there were plenty of them anyway. Yeah, and you could say Robbie Cotter with with his two four on Friday night. I'm gonna go left field and go down to the uh, Premier Junior and pick Mikey McCullough from Kilbrin because they um, they overcame Russell Rovers two fifteen to nineteen. I think it was. It was 17-15 with about five minutes left and Mikey McAuliffe popped up with two goals, two huge goals for Kilbrin um, to uh, give them a, a great win against you know a team that's probably regarded as the, the favourites in that grade and has really um, put the cat among the pigeons, especially with Ballygarvin and Tracton losing as well. So it, it, it just shows you can't really be looking at anybody as, um, as r- runaway... Um, Runaway favourites in any grade, so it it um it bodes well for the coming weeks. I think. What about for you, uh, Barry? Yeah, like there was a, there was a few contenders really, um, like Eddie Kennedy from from got one ten, uh, four frees in in you know, and they were a big win over Blarney in the senior way hurling championship, um, two eighteen to twenty one points. Win go, go late on to, to seal that win. Did you? Um, yeah, um, Jack Lee he got uh, eleven frees for Dungoni in a. In a one-point win over over a fancied Ballin College team in the, in the Premier Intermediate Hurling. Deadly accurate from all And uh, sticking with the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship, a, a huge win for Aog uh, against Valley Rovers, uh, three twenty to one twenty-three points win uh, in Ballymore. Um, a strong last quarter there from 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 John Malone's team. And uh, Owen O'Shea was was key to the win. He got twelve points, uh, ten frees. But my 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 uh, player of the week is is, is Fintan O'Leary uh, for Ballin Hasig. He got one three. You know, in a tight game, I t- you know he played very well. He got that a was a big win over Castle Martyr, two of the f- fancy teams in the grid. Huge win for Van Hassick. It was a it was a tight game and uh, one three for from from O'Leary, who has been uh, on that Van Hassick team for for over fifteen years. He's been through the good and bad. Um, you know, you know, on that team, like he's he's suffered relegation twice. I think from the from the top flight. Thirty six years of age now, and he's still a ball winner supreme. He played very well. He d- not just a one three. He played well in you know general play as well. Then he set up scores. And for a big talking point from from that game was Castle Martyr losing Kieran Joyce at halftime to injury. So I w- was down at that match. I saw him heading into the dressing room at the break, and you could see he wasn't going to be coming back out again. And looked like he'd, he'd injured his hamstring. A huge blow for them, isn't it? Massive blow. Yeah, massive blow. And it, you know he was he was he's he's lined out in midfield. He's had out in midfield, and he went wing forward and. You know, he just threw it to him, maybe trying to get him into the game. And um, he went off, yeah, just before half time. And it'll be interesting you now whether he'll be 
um, fit enough for, for the big game now against Kilowatt in, 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 in this gold uh, this weekend in the, in the Premier League Hurling Championship game. They, 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 they have to win now. And Fintaneri was very good, but Balahasting had a good team performance overall, didn't they? And that there was a lot of good performers there. Brian Lynch looked very sharp up front, and obviously Darrow Sullivan went into the sweeper role in the second half, thought he was excellent against the wind. But, but they, they, they looked impressive to me. Balahasting looked like a team that, you know, well balanced, well coached, well set up. Well coached, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Sean Goheen, like you know, we've, we've been on about him before. Sean Goheen and Owen Galvin, like they're they're good operators and uh, they were very well organised. The team, good team performance. Like there was no, there's no real standout player really. You know, like good you know, balance there, wasn't um, it? Some some you know supporter asked me after the game, you know, who was your man in the match and. Fintaneri obviously like was Fintaneri that. Fintaneri was player of the week, but like in terms of, you know, there was it was a really good team performance in Ben Hasek. The way any t- management um, team would like it, and you know, they'd be delighted with that win. A three-point win over Castamato, a team that were uh, seconds away from, from reaching the, the senior ranks last season. So it's, a, it's a good start for Ben Hasek, and um, like they lost to Castamato last year in the, in, in the group stage. So you know that that that's that's a big that's a big one for Ben Hasek. And I suppose you know at the higher end of it, the, the champions we can't say he's he's an unheard of player, seeing as he was absolutely standing for Cork, winning in under twenty All Ireland. But Ben Cunningham seven points from play, fourteen overall, going up against Tim O'Mahony for a lot of that game against Newtown. Like that's exceptional scoring. That's kind of Patrick Horgan, Conor Lehan level scoring that we've seen over the last decade that they've done time and again. Yeah, and I think it's a compliment to Ben Cunningham that. It's almost unremarkable at this stage, even though he is so 20 young. Twenty years of age. That a haul like that is just taken with a shrug almost, because he he has done it so much, even though he is so young. Uh, it's I won't say it's expected of him, but he he has set such high standards high already that when he does that, people go, oh well, you know he he's doing what he always does. Um, so it, you know for for the bars without Glenn O'Connor, Ben O'Connor from last year's team, you might have had a little bit of doubt going up against a team that you beat in the semi-final last year who were probably out for a bit of revenge. And, and again, played them in a country venue, not in Park yeah, Cleave, you know, and Newtown leading for a lot of the first half with the wind. For the Bears to come through that test, relatively unscathed, will be hugely encouraging for them, especially with such a, a titanic game coming up now on Friday night. And I, I, one of I suppose his under twenty colleagues, Conor Malch, we've mentioned him already. He had a good afternoon, Barry too, didn't he? And he could have had the point to win the game, but four points in play was it was a great haul for him. And I suppose his under twenty campaign, delighted to get an All Ireland at the end of it. But he ended up not starting in the All Ireland final, having played for the Cork Seniors a bit earlier in the year. And big strong guy, he kind of his form kind of just evaporated a little bit over that under twenty campaign. But he's a guy Cork fans would would like to have maybe be in the mix next year on the in the league panel again wouldn't they because simply because he like Ben he's a big strong lad six foot two or three you know has a hand on him I was delighted to see him, him play well now this weekend yeah I went up to Kentuck last week I did a piece with with, with, with Colin and his brother Ian um, ahead of the, the Sarves game and like you you know the the Walshers the, the lovely family and uh, Colin you know he played very well against Sarves he got four points in players serious and um, you know he'd be, he'd be He'd be disappointed. Right? He d- he didn't get a fifth. You know he probably could have, uh, maybe should have popped it over there right at the end. Uh, no, it was at kind of an acute angle, but uh, he'd be still disappointed. Uh, but no, in general, he was he was very good. He was a after a reminder what he's about anyway, and, and a lot of potential in, in him as a goal scorer too. He got a hat trick in county final a couple of years ago when they came up. So and he's eighteen years of age then. So yeah, he got three goals fair. against Ward O'Neills in the in the in the senior hurling um, championship final uh, two years ago. Um, but like you know, going back to the Cork in the twenties, you know, he was very disappointed to uh, get dropped for the Ireland final against Offaly. But like um, you know, I asked him, you know, how how did you take his look? 
Strayvon, you know, didn't, you know, he, he was a little bit disappointed, but, you know, it didn't affect him, and um, he came on down on the fine, and he, he did quite well, and obviously he's continued that form into the, into the, into the, into the club action. So I think we'll, we'll go with Fintan O'Leary, I think, as our player of the week overall. I think, uh, you Fintan, know, yeah. massive performance, you know, someone you'd say at this hour of his career maybe would be an impact sub, especially when Balanhasic have so many good young players. Uh, particularly the two O'Sullivans are with the Cork 20s that I, I thought he was outstanding and from the off the first ball in he, he, he grabbed it his aerial prowess was always his key characteristic going back to you know the, the noughties and I think that's still there he, he was absolutely excellent what about for a team of the week lads? I think Ken Turk given that they, they were probably being written off in terms of that group they, they were being looked at as you know the, the, the fourth you know even though last year they lost their first two games, but they still beat beat Middleton to make sure they avoided anything to do with the, the relegation playoff. They, I think Ken Turk are a bit like Newcastle in that two good, strong dual clubs, and small picks and both. Yeah, and same team and both, and they just get the absolute most out of themselves. Uh, whether it's football, hurling, whatever, they just take on the challenge, give it their best. Uh, might be good enough, it mightn't, but they won't be. Um, they won't be left wondering. Um, and I think, you know, to, to get a result like that against Sars, fair enough, it could have been a better result. But be beforehand, as such outsiders, to, to get the point like that leaves them in a, in a position now where if they beat Newtown Chandram, they have a great chance of qualifying. Um, so I, I, I'd be giving them my, my vote, all right. Barry? I'm going to go for St. Catherine's down in the in the in the Premier Junior hurling grade they had a, a very good uh, win against St. Finbar second team two eighteen to uh, one twelve uh former Cork hurling manager Dennis Walsh is in charge of, of, of them and uh the coach of the team is Ty Gold Murphy, former Sales player. It was a really good team performance um but but by them so they'll be they'll be a force in the Premier Junior hurling grade and uh, from talking to a few people there um on Sunday night they play very well against the Bows and uh, they'll be they'll be a, a team that um, should reach the, the, the business in the championship. Yeah, and I, I suppose there was a lot, lot of clubs kind of, you know, were put to the pin of their collar this weekend, but someone like St. Catharines, they went out there, no messing. Yeah. They did win and, and, and they could be champions in waiting there in that grade, could they? That's, that's very early to say, but... Potentially, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a very tough grade. A lot of good teams. Um, a lot of good teams like... Bowie Rowe had a really good win over over Betty Gavin. Um, you know, it's it's a very it's a very 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 even even grade like Betty Gavin. You know, I know they lost, but they should be uh, there thereabouts coming in the season. They should bounce back and uh, you know tracked in. They, they could uh, come again after their defeat. Um, so it's very tough. But St. Catharines, yeah, they'd definitely be one of the teams that that should reach the the, the business end of the championship. And I'm going to give a shout out just to Blackrock. We mentioned him heavily at the start of the program. Know county finalists last year, they won the county uh, three seasons ago, so it's not like they're plucky underdogs by any stretch of the imagination. But I just thought they offered a real reminder of the depth they have in their panel and the amount of we'll say Alan Connolly is the only guy maybe who nailed down a place with Cork out of that group of players at senior level. But so many of them were in, in and around Cork panels over the last few years, even Daniel Meany, you know, the, the Cashmans, they, they really showed what they're about. Gavin Connolly maybe being involved with Cork for the last 12 months, he didn't play in the league, he was back up to Patrick Collins. but Probably being in that setup improved his excellent goalkeeping even further. They, they, you know, that was a serious team performance all around. Like they really neutered Glen Rovers for long spells of that game outside of hockey. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and a lot of their teams established, I suppose, at this stage now. And 
um, Jamie Harrington as well afterwards he was full of praise for Oliver McAdoo at cornerback and Peter Linehan in, in the attack two two guys making a championship debut two two teenagers they both came, came through the test you know they didn't look out of place there at all um, I think Peter Peter Linehan I think set up one three you know a real kind all of set just display yeah. just yeah. you know just ha- hard work and do the do the simple thing and he was excellent out of McAdoo at cornerback did his defensive job and then was able to come out and play with the ball because they were I, th- I think he, he definitely started the move for, for two points if not more but they were really just playing out from the back and on the front foot as well yeah the moving the ball so well and and he had and a tough first 10 or 12 minutes there because Stephen Lynham another you yeah. know, newcomer who's only 18 years of age or turning 18 this year he was very sharp for the Glen the first 9-10 minutes set up a couple of points and I McAdoo yeah. looked under pressure but and, and finished the game superbly to be able to kind of just compartmentalise that is a skill in itself and not every young player has it you know they, they develop it but to, to have that kind of temperament is, is a huge uh, huge asset as well and they'll be delighted with, with those two those two finds I think yeah so Bla- Blackrock are, are, are going to get uh, my casting vote as our team of the week this week can't jerk at it last week so in the football so they, they, they don't need back to back team of the week nods uh, what about the upset of the weekend lads before we finish up uh, I would say Dungorney unfortunately for, for unfortunately any, for me yeah um, it, it, it was interesting of the five championship winners last year in Ascara were the only ones not to win this weekend so y- there is I the think there's always factor. some residual momentum coming yeah confidence mill yeah and that's it's a tough group that Dungorny are in with Castle Lions are there as well and and Bandon and so that win really just um, does just kind of Make it make it very interesting now for for the next few weeks. They'll they'll take huge confidence from that. Um, Ballincollig, like you say, just a quick turnaround now. They must try to rediscover that that form that was so impressive during the league. They might t- take some heart from the fact that they lost the first two league matches and then came back to win. Um, was it six in a row to, yeah, to, to secure promoted, promotion? Yeah. So they know that it's in them. Um, something that's I- interesting as well is that. Of the f- the the six intermediate A games, four were draws. So it's almost like you know, the the there's no form to to go on yet. Um, so it's all still wide open. But in, in terms of the upset, yeah, I would go with. Yeah, Dungourney. I don't think anyone was expecting Dungourney, you know, the best will in the world at coming up as champions. Even though Jack Lee, he was excellent for the Cork Twenties. He's still nineteen years of age. They've other good players. Shane Hegarty was very good. John O'Hearn got the goals. But about they're 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 effort to work with it was outstanding across the pitch but I suppose look for Ballincolly what, what will kill them is that you know they missed 11 place balls and only scored yeah. 3 frees they missed the 65 and 10 frees and Dungorny scored 11 through Jack Lee he only missed 3 yeah. in a 1 point defeat so that really was the difference maker for Ballincolly and even at the end they actually gave a free away in front of the post where they would have scored a leveller from a throw ball so yeah. it kind of summed up their, their afternoon just didn't didn't go for it all but Dungorny were worthy of it they, you know, they, they batten down the hatches and they got the win they deserved. Definitely, and y- you mentioned the the missed um, the missed freeze there was noticeable. The the wind was strange at all the games. A lot of the time, the teams with the wind were the ones shooting all the wides. It, it was just for whatever reason, it was just a hard win to judge. And I think it was um, Michal Cuhan said that after the Middleton game that they had, I think ten wides in the first half, and that in the warm up, they were telling the players aim for. 
the right hand post and then all of a sudden to go wide at the right that the swirling wind yeah. that's very hard to judge and yeah. so he, he said that he wasn't too concerned going at halftime with them and he was because he felt that they'd cope better against the wind Frank Flannery said the same about Carrick too so it's um, it's not always a, a friend to have the wind at your back well certainly yeah down in Cove on Saturday night Ballincollig turned around with the wind it was a tight game they hadn't played well and you would have said oh well that wind's worth five or six yeah. points and they were overcooking passes and still missing missing place balls with the wind so yeah. you know, it, it didn't win any harness. Barry, what about you? Any shout-outs for some upsets this weekend? I, I suppose Milan's win over Russell Rovers anyway was 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 a big one. And in those lower grades, there were quite a few upsets, which yeah. probably more reflects how tight those grades are, I'd say. Yeah, like Milan's win over Russell Rovers. Um, Bowie was uh, one-point win over Bally Gavin, the Premier Junior Hurling. What are those with late um, goals in them? But I, I'd have to go with, with Dungoni's one-point win over Bannacolic as well. It was a huge win for Dungoni. Um I was, you know, like everybody else, I suppose I was surprised, I thought... Uh, I I knew it would be a tough game, but I thought Ballincollig would, would would still win by four or five points. And um, it is amazing that like, Ballincollig haven't won a first round game since 2017 when they were down the the low intermediate grade when they beat Inniscarra's second team over in Courtrood. So um, amazing, really. But they um, they have to pick themselves up and get ready for Bender now and and Saturday in Clitheroe. That's a that's a huge one now, especially with uh, Castellines in the last group stage game. So. And we're rolling back into hurling again this weekend, lads. Like the 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 two games that jump out to me, if you're talking about matches you want to catch, I, I think that you know the the Premier Senior games probably are the standout ones there on Friday night and Sunday. Dennis, what do you think? They're absolutely and huge games. The great like. thing about it is that you can catch both of them because of the scheduling. Yeah, and um, the the one on Friday night is being streamed. The the first one as part of the the paid streaming, but <laughs> top I, game. I think it should yeah. be value for money. Yeah. Um, oh, Sars Bars and Friday night in Parkering and then Middleton Glen on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, two 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 great matches. Um, the, the Bars last year, even after beating Blackrock, they were still underdogs against Sars in the final game. They just ran through them for four goals, and I think it was the performance that made people realise they were serious contenders. So there, there, there's that bit of history coming into it. There's the way the results have gone the weekend just gone. So. It's um it it'll be a tantalising game yeah and for Barry down down the l- the grades below the Premier Senior there's some cracking matches there too aren't there there's a few great games on Saturday uh, starting with the Senior Hurling Championship Blarney and Corsi Rovers uh, meeting Ovens at three pm uh, both teams uh, suffered opening round defeats and both teams w- you know would be contenders know, contenders for, for, for you know for the grade um and Mark Coleman he didn't feature the last day but he could feature on on Saturday um. Also in the senior way, hurling championship, you've been in McKelly Derby, Klein and Carrick Tool. Um, you know both both teams won won on the on the opening day, so both teams will be high in confidence. Klein had a great win over for my four points um, down in 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 Yall. and um, yeah, on Saturday as well the final game on on, on you know Saturday the game that I picked anyways, w- you know one to watch in the Premier Junior hurling championship, uh, Barry Row and Kilbritton. Uh, down in Clannacilty in the in the in the Premier Junior Hurling, the local derby down there. Great derby, and you know, as you said, Barry Row buzzing. Both teams having one. And before 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 we we go, thanks to Dennis Kelleher blowing blowing uh, Sarah's on Friday night. I was down there for um, the Pierce and Bright Rovers, and uh, he looked after me before the game, cup of tea and biscuits, and uh, and also thanks to Jorlane. I was in uh, Ratcormac on on Saturday night, and uh, Jorlane looked after me there as well for a cup of tea and a few biscuits. Obviously, farmer. Chairman of the Cork County Board, so and still so giving back to his uh, club, and <laughs> yeah, in the thick of it in Bright Rovers, which you love to see. I suppose that's what what the GA is all about. It's a cliche, but definitely terrific that there's people giving back in that way on the less glamorous side <laughs> of the job, giving tea and biscuits to Barry. Yeah, it was a long day Saturday, so so thanks to Joe.
and uh, and Dennis on Friday. That's it for the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Brothers DIY for this week. You can find us every Tuesday on echolive.ie forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. The Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie, our in-branch at Holly Hill and Toker.